listening to the Abide Podcast. To find out more about Abide, go to AbideChurchFL.com and enjoy today's message. Yeah, amen. Who loves Jesus? Come on, say it like you mean it. Who loves Jesus? Did you guys enjoy worship this morning? Wow, you heard that shift. Did you guys enjoy singing to Jesus this morning? Did you realize that when you sing, he actually hears your song? Some of y'all are a little bit off note. You're like, oh, man. Can I tell you he loves your off note song? Come on. He loves, he loves the ones that can't sing even more. It's a sacrifice. It's an offering. Come on, somebody. Listen, I'm so excited to be here this morning. I'm, I mean, I'm here all the time, so I'm always excited. I'm just always in a good mood here because I know that God's here. Can you say amen? And anywhere that the Lord is, that <laughs> anywhere the Lord is, there's freedom. Come on, there's liberty, there's power, and he comes in with authority. And I love that, this is what I love about the Lord is he can do whatever he wants when he comes. He can do whatever he wants. So we can talk about, sing about, pray about whatever we want, and he's going to do that. But what I love about the Lord is he's going to do that and more. Come on, say and more. And more. Not just what we have on our list, like, Lord, could you do this, this, and this today? And I'll give me all these signs and I'll believe in you, whatever. He's going to do that. But he has exceedingly, come on, somebody, exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ask or imagine. Do you believe that this morning? Come on. So we're going to get right into the word. I want to just lift up our hands. We're just going to pray, and we're going to believe that God's going to speak to us. He's already speaking. He's already moving. I don't know about you. The Lord's already been speaking to me. He's already been touching my heart. And I love that we don't have to wait for a man to preach the word for the Lord, to put the seed of the word in our hearts. So come on, let's open our mouths. Let's just pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we love you. Come on, say like you mean, Lord, we love you. Begin to just give your offering. Come on, Father, in Jesus' name. We love you. We thank you that you're here. We thank you that you're in our midst and that you speak to us. And Lord, we thank you that you're not looking for a man or a band. You're looking for a people. You're looking for hunger. You're looking for thirst. You're looking for a people that will grab onto your garment and not let go until you move and until you speak. So in Jesus' name, we say, Lord, we're not moving until you move us. Come on. We're not moving until you move us. And we say, Lord, we get out of the way and we say, Lord, have your way. Have your way. Come on, say it like you mean. Lord, have your way. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. You know why I like to start off every time I preach with praying? It's because God wants to break the silence. He wants to break the silence off of his people. It's getting, it's got silent already. I need y'all to help me this morning. Come on, somebody. God is looking to break the silence off of some people this morning. Some of you, you have little shackles on your vocal cords, and you can talk about all the right things, but when it comes to the Lord, we get quiet. Come on, when it comes to worship, we get quiet. We get quiet. When it comes to prayer, we get quiet, and the Lord is looking to activate our voice in this hour. He's looking for a church that will cry aloud and spare not. And so I'm going to talk to you this morning. I just want to release this over you. It's time to open your mouth. Come on, it's time to lift your voice. It's time to break the silence off of a generation. I believe we have, listen, we are living in the most informal time that has ever existed where everybody has a voice and nobody's saying anything. Come on, how many of you are on Facebook and everybody's got to put their opinion out there? Like, baby girl, I don't care what you think. Like, you don't even know what you're talking about. You sound crazy right now. But she'll have her seven friends that like it and say it's so good so she thinks that she's anointed. Come on, somebody. Everybody has a voice these days, and I'm, and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the technology. I'm grateful for the avenues, the different ways that we can begin to release in this hour. But I feel like the Lord is looking to bring some voices in check because a lot of people are going saying they have the voice of the Lord, but they haven't heard anything from them. 
They haven't heard anything from him. And we are doing things out of flesh, out of desire, out of earnest desire to approve ourselves and to look righteous in front of other people. Come on. But we ain't got a word from the Lord. And the Lord is looking to break the silence. But he said, I don't want you to say whatever you feel like saying. I want you to speak my words. I want you to speak my words. And I want you to hear from me in order that you can speak for me. My question is, are we hearing from God? Come on, do you know how to hear from God this morning? Do you know how to hear from the Lord? Do you know how to get in your closet, get in that word, and not move until the Lord begins to speak? I wonder if many of us are in love with somebody that we don't actually talk to. Come on, I wonder if some of us say we, we profess a person that we have no relationship with. And we're in and we do things for the benefit of I get this, 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 and this. But do you know the heart of the man that you say saved you? Do you know it? I love Jesus as our beautiful bridegroom, but I want you to know he wants to know his bride. He wants to hear his bride. I me and my wife were in this show right now we've been watching called Married at First Sight. Come on, somebody. Y'all know about that show. That's why you're laughing. So I don't watch much TV, but if I get if I find something, I'm faithful to it. Come on, somebody. I'm watching every season. And so I love this show because, you know, you got people that are like, man, I just want to be in a, I want to be married. So they don't know nothing. They don't, they've never seen the person's face before. They've never heard their voice before. And they're just taking a leap. And what's so amazing is they get these people and they see each other. And most of the time they love what they see and it's super awesome. And there was this one, it, it led me to like thinking about marriages. And I was reading this article about this man and this woman. They fell in love as soon as they saw each other. They got, they, it was an arranged marriage. They saw each other. They fell in love. The, the bride was so excited. She's shaking. She's nervous. She's telling all of her friends, oh, my goodness, I hope he's the right one. I hope he's tall, dark, and handsome. Come on, somebody. I hope he's all these amazing things. And she saw him for the first time, and she fell in love immediately. And she said, he's everything I could ever ask for. He's everything I ever wanted. He checks off everything on the list. Come on, women. You know you got your list. Don't play. And she, was, she fell in love with them. They went to the altar. They said the I do's. And then they left. And then she went and started talking to him. And he spoke a different language. Come on. And her heart dropped because she's like, I love this man already. I know he's the one for me. I want to be knit to him. But I don't understand him. And I wonder how many of us. Come on, I wonder how many of us have entered into eternal covenant with Jesus. But we don't understand what he's saying to us. And we don't know how to recognize his voice. I want you to understand prayer is the language of heaven. And prayer is the language of the saints. Marcus, what is prayer? Is when you talk to God and he talks to you. It's communication, communion, fellowship, and relationship with the one you were created by and created for. And I'm just worried that we have a bunch of people that, are, that profess Christ, that say they love him. And I'm not saying we don't, but they don't know how to hear from him. And they don't know how to speak to him. And the Lord's raising up a people that will hear his voice. Because the sheep what? Come on. They hear his voice. They know his voice. They follow his voice. But maybe, maybe, maybe many of us, we love him and we want to know him, but we're following the wrong voices. And we've got to learn how to tune out every other voice to tap into what the Lord is saying. 
Come on, you got to learn how to tap into that thing. You got to learn how to get along with God and get a word. You want to watch? Listen, it's great. I'm glad that we know how to worship. I love our church. I love our worship. If you say this worship is long, you will not like heaven. Come on, somebody. Get in alignment. But listen, I love our worship. It's beautiful. It's fun. It's powerful. And I'm just a little bit concerned that many of us, we know how to come in and lift our hands at the right moment. Come on, somebody. Shut the right tier and the left tier based on what Covington's playing on the keys. Come on. And jump and shout at the right moments. But on that day, oh, here we go. I'm about to get my boogie on. But when we leave, we don't talk to the God that we've been singing about. Oh, come on, and we can sing to him, and we can sing his praises all Sunday, and then Monday comes and we're singing another song. Come on, and we're praying another prayer, and we're saying something that we wouldn't want to say in front of our church folks. Come on, somebody. You come in here, oh, I'm blessed, I'm highly favored. That's not what you were saying when you was cussing your wife out on the way to and from church. Come on, and the Lord said, I'm looking for people. I'm looking to raise up a people that know how to hear from me so they can speak for me. I want to speak for God. There's a lot of people speaking for things they have no idea about. I want to know him so that I can show him. I want to read him so I can teach him. I want to be able to have the word of the Lord like a, like a fire on my tongue, like a sword. I want to be like the Revelation 1 Jesus, the sword proceeding out of the mouth. I want to ask you, what's coming out of your mouth? Come on. What's coming out of your mouth? Because if you can't hear from him, you can't speak for him. You can't. You've got to know him. And I want, you to, I want you to understand this thing like prayer, prayer, understanding that prayer is what I call the pulse of your salvation. You know what that means? If you want to see how alive somebody is in a relationship with the Lord, look at their prayer life. Don't look at the tithing envelope. Don't look at how they worship on Sundays. Look at their prayer life. You say, Marcus, that sounds a little bit religious. Let me ask you this. If you talk to your spouse for 20 minutes every week, how fast would they leave you? Come on. How, how quick would they get an attitude? I don't know about y'all. My wife likes to talk. Come on, somebody. She wants to talk to me all day, and I'm here for it. Like, come on, girl. Tell me what that girl did. <laughs> tell me what she did. No, she did not. Girl, she crazy. I love her, so I want to hear her. And I will do whatever I have to do to hear her. You got to understand, prayer is not just you running your mouth all day. It's listening to God. It's listening to him. You know, the first prayer that we ever see God talking to man and man talking to God is in Genesis 3. You know, the first words that God ever says that man responds to, where are you? You know, the first words that man ever said to God, I heard your voice. Prayer is a seeking God and a sensitive man. Are you sensitive to his voice? I love that even in his hiddenness and in his shame, God was looking for him. In his hiddenness and his shame, he heard the voice of the Lord. Some of you, you're in this room and you say, man, like I feel like I've done too much. I've gone too far. I've slipped too far away. I've backslidden. You don't know what I did last night, Marcus. I can only imagine. Come on, somebody. But all I know is this. In your hiddenness, in your shame, in your guilt, you can still hear the voice of the Lord and respond to the voice of the Lord. Come on, if you believe in somebody, ought to praise him this morning. We can hear God. We can really hear God, and he wants to hear us. He wants us to lift up our voice and respond to him and speak to him, hearing and being heard. I want you to understand some things prayer is not. How many of you ever got in your prayer closet and you said, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm going there with the Lord today. Where I'm actually going to pray. I'm not going to leave in three minutes. And, like, you get in there, and the first two minutes feel really good. First two minutes feel real good. Why? Because you're in there. It's like, oh, okay, I put the phone down. The kids went to sleep. I ain't got, I ain't got to worry about work this weekend. It's Friday. Whatever. And, like, you're, you're thinking about just how glad you are to be just in the quiet. 
You ever been there before? Like you sit down, it's like, oh, this just feels good. And those first two to three minutes feel real good. And then minute number three or four or five hits and you start to go crazy. Am I right? It's too quiet. It went from, all oh, I needed is quiet to, oh, it's too quiet. I haven't heard you say anything, Lord. I'm not shaking and rolling on the floor like I do on every Sunday. Come on. Like I'm not, I'm not feeling the feelings that I usually feel at church. And so because we don't know how to sit in the presence of God, we're never patient enough to let him speak to us. And instead of, instead of stilling our soul to hear from God, we let every, watch this. Have you ever been in prayer and trying to pray and after two to three minutes, every worry, anxiety, doubt, and fear comes to your mind? Have you ever been there before? Give me a little bit of a wave. Come on. Why? Because the enemy will flood your mind if you let him. And when you get into the secret place, what did Jesus say? Shut the door. You've got to shut the door. The door to the room, the door to your mind. And you got to say, nothing is getting in here but the Lord. Nothing's getting in here but me and him. I want to hear from him. I want to speak to him. And I want this commute. Listen, prayer is not your list of lust and likes. Come on. Many of us say, I'm not hearing the Lord speak. Maybe because every time you talk to him, you want something from him. Come on. And I know he's a provider. Thank you, Jesus, that you're a provider. Thank you that you're Jehovah Jireh. But I don't want to come before the Lord every day with a long list of can you do this, this, and this. He's not the genie from Aladdin. Come on, rub me the right way, I'll give you. Listen, he's Jehovah Jireh, not Jehovah genie. Come on. And I wonder if we've just gotten so good at coming before the Lord when we have wants and needs. And when life is perfect, we're good. We don't need to talk to him. I've noticed this, that many of us in our prayer lives, we come to God when things are terrible to blame him. And then we leave him as soon as things are going good and we don't need him anymore. Come on. I need some help this morning. You know what that's called? Manipulation. Come on. How many of us us have come to God when we want the things we want and we give him 30 minutes to make all of our problems go away or we put God on spiritual timeout and we say, well, I'm not talking to you until I feel better or you do what I asked you. Come on. That's manipulation. It's manipulation. We need to stop trying to manipulate the Messiah. We need to stop trying to tug God's arm to do what we want. I don't know about you, but that's not the type of relationship that I want. I want to be in relationship with somebody that loves me for me and wants to speak to me for me. I want to be able to get in the prayer closet and say, God, how are you doing today? I want to be able to get into the prayer closet and hear the Lord say, son, I missed you. You ever had the Lord say, son, you're you're doing a lot of beautiful things, but man, I miss this. Let me tell you, some of you, you can feel this in your spirit right now. The Lord misses you because you was praying. You were praying night and day when you needed that promotion. Come on. You were praying night and day when you were sick and you needed healing. You were praying night and day when you wanted that prodigal to come home. And now they're home and they're serving the Lord and you barely show up to church. Come on, how many of us, we pray as hard as we can when we need something while all the while blaming and complaining to God that he's not doing it. And the moment we get our breakthrough, we cry for 30 minutes and we go back to living our life without him. That's not how relationship works. That's not how this thing works. The Lord is looking for people that will cry out to him day and night. Psalm 55, evening, morning, and noon, I will pray, cry aloud, and you will hear my voice. The Lord wants to hear your voice. Do you believe the Lord wants to hear your voice? I just break the doubt that the Lord doesn't like your voice. Some of you, you're in this room, you say, I feel unworthy. I feel like God doesn't hear me. I want you to understand God hears you. 
Do you believe it? God, say it. God hears me. God hears me. Say it again. God hears me. I think, I think you don't realize how big of a deal that is. I don't think we realize how big of a deal it is that God hears us. Do you realize what God does day and night? How many of you have ever been to a concert before or a sports game? Don't be lying. I know y'all been to some concerts. I've seen y'all Facebooks. How many of y'all ever, <laughs> ever been to a concert or a sports game or, you, or any sort of stadium? What happens when you go into a full stadium? It's loud. Come on. Like people are taking their shirts off and writing teams on their belly. Like, bro, please put your shirt on. Like it's loud. Like the, the, the musician or the singer comes out. Everybody's going crazy. I used to go to concerts and it would be nuts in there. And it would be so loud that as people were like the, the, the main singer or whatever is coming out, people are cheering so loud that you can't even hear the person next to you. I want you to understand that's what God's throne is like. That's what God's, I like to call it God's living room. God's living room is loud. It's loud. And God says, I hear you. He says, I hear you. Mark, is this loud? Okay, whatever. I want you to understand how many things are surrounding God at this moment. If you look at Revelation 3, 4, 5, and you begin to see what it looks like to be in the presence of the Lord, you'll recognize how important it is to understand, oh, snap, he actually hears me. I want you to understand, God says this in Revelation 4, that he's seated on a throne. There's one seated on the throne. And this is, what, this is what happens as he's sitting on the throne. It says this in Revelation 4. Out of his throne proceeds lightnings, thunderings, voices. Come on. Lightnings, thunderings, voices. I didn't say it came from the angels. I didn't say it came from the elders. I didn't say it came from the earth. It came from a chair. God is sitting on a chair, and the chair is making a noise. Do you realize God is so powerful that he can sit on an inanimate object and it begin to manifest? That the chair begins to cry out from the touch of the Lord. What would happen if you got a real touch from the Lord? You wouldn't be able to stop praying. You wouldn't be able to stop praising. You wouldn't be able to stop worshiping. One touch from God. When's the last time you had a touch from the Lord? Not the heebie-jeebies, not the weak knees, not the Holy Spirit goosebumps. When's the last time you got into that closet and said, I'm not going to leave until he actually touches me? Because when he touches you, lightning strikes. Lightning strikes. Out of his throne, the chair that he, if God, if he was to sit down right now, we would hear lightning striking every single second. This is just what he sits on. The Bible says there's four living creatures and they surround the throne day and night. With their six wings, they're flying around and looking like weirdos. Like, I go read the description. It's not cute. I know we sing it in a soft tone. The four living creatures. Bro, them joints look scary. They got eyes outside. They got eyes looking in them. They got six wings, different faces. Like, it's like, it's weird. I don't know. God, you're, sorry, Lord. It's not weird. It's creative. God's creative. Let's just say that. These four living creatures, they sing one song day and night. Come on. Sing it out loud. Come on. Holy, holy, holy. You know the cool thing about the song? They're not just singing it to God. The Bible literally says they're screaming it at each other. 
Just imagine us being in the throne room and being so magnified, just so like invigorated with the power and the majesty of God. All you can do is look at the person over, holy, he's holy, he's holy. This is what they do day and night, all day. Do you see him? No, take another look. He's holy. They're screaming it. They're screaming it. Why am I screaming? Because they're screaming. (laughs) And they don't take breaks. Come on. They don't go to service six days in a week and say, you know what, Lord, I'm kind of tired out by this worship thing. I'm going to take a two-week break, go do my normal life, and then get back to worship. Come on. They don't take smoke breaks. Come on. Y'all are laughing, but some of y'all need your smoke break right now. You're starting to itch. It's all right. Be delivered. The Lord loves you. They don't take PTO. They don't say, Lord, I need to go to sit by a beach. I've been going really hard loving you lately. No. You know what love fuels? More love. And so they're singing day and night, and they're surrounding his throne, and they're yelling it in his ear and the ear to the, well, the ear of the angel next to him. Day and night, holy, holy, holy. God's throne room is loud. Let's talk about the elders. And they're coming before him day and night. What does it say they do? They take the highest possession that they have and they throw it at his feet. I want you to imagine 12, 24, more crowns being thrown at God's feet. And the clanging of the symbols of the crowns day and night. The clanging. The, the, just imagine it. It's a clanging. Just boom, boom, boom. You ever drop something really loud and it makes like a... And it just won't stop for like 20 seconds. It's like this is the worst thing ever. This is what happens when they cast their crowns. They cast their crowns down, and it looks like the crowns are evening out. No, they're dancing. Come on. And they're worshiping, and they're saying, worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb. The chair is screaming. The creatures are screaming. The elders are screaming. Can I tell you one more? Are you guys bored by God yet? This is what it says in Revelation 5. Then I heard the voice of many angels. You want to know how many there were? And the number of them was 1,000 plus 1,000. No. 10,000 plus 10,000. No. 10,000 times 10,000. Where's my mathematicians at? What's that equal? 100,000. Some of y'all are nervous. Like, I don't want to say it and mess it up now. <laughs> well, that common core getting me, boy. I'm trying to tell you. So at the very minimum, there are, te- are 100,000 100, angels flying, swinging around the throne all day. But then it goes on to say this. And thousands and thousands. What is John saying? I counted, uh, John was in the throne room and he counted 100,000 angels and he said, there's too many to count. And when it says thousands and thousands, what it's talking about is continual multiplication. So we can easily say there are millions, if not billions, of angels flying around God's throne at every single moment. I want you to understand the biggest stadium in the world cannot fit the crown of God. Notice I didn't say the throne room of God, the crown of God. God is big. And his living room is loud. 
Do you know the best part about this? He hears you. My favorite verse. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. Go ahead and throw it up there. Psalm 116. You've heard me say it before. I'm going to keep saying it until it actually changes your prayer life. I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayers for mercy. And because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. I want you to imagine this. In the midst of his chair screaming at him, the, the four living creatures screaming at him, the elders screaming at him, and millions of angels screaming at him, the moment you begin to pray, he says, Shh, my son's talking to me. My daughter's talking to me. You realize that God will tune out the noise of heaven and hear your cries on earth? You realize God will tune, turn the radio of heaven down to tune into your frequency? Do you believe this? When you recognize how loud God's throne room is, how low your voice is in the scale of from here to heaven, and that he bends down to listen to you, you won't stop praying. And when you begin to pray, you're going to say what Paul said, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. One of the most scary verses in the New Testament, it starts off really good, but then it gets kind of scary. Romans 8, 26, it says this, Holy Spirit, he helps us in our weakness. Why? We don't know how to pray as we ought to. I want you to hear what he's saying. Without the Holy Spirit, you don't know how to pray. That's, that's super encouraging and it's super scary. Like, oh, snap, if I don't have Holy Spirit helping me, I'm just going to be throwing stuff at the wall. You ever feel like you're just throwing stuff at the wall and like hoping that one prayer sticks? Just throwing the mumbo jumbo out. You ever got into your prayer room and like you're praying and you go down your list and then it gets quiet and you're like, oh, snap, I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. What do I do now? This is why you say, Holy Spirit, help me. This is the two things. If you, want to, if you want to build your prayer life, you got to say, Holy Spirit, help me, and Jesus, teach me. Yes. Jesus, teach me. Luke chapter 11, it says it's Jesus. He was separated, and he was in the place of prayer. And when he had finished, his disciples said, Lord, would you teach us how to do that too? I want you to understand these are young men that would have had some sort of education at this point. It may not have been a lot, but they would have known the religious duties of how to pray. They would have known the bare minimum. Come on, somebody. They would have known the, the very bare minimum to say, oh, I've, I'm a follower of Yahweh. I'm, do, I'm doing my thing. And maybe you're in this room and you feel the same way. Like, I'm doing the bare minimum, but I feel like there's more. And I can feel the hunger of the disciples as they're coming to Jesus. And they're saying, there's got to be more than a little prayer I, I learned in school. There's got to be more than this. There's got to be more than thank you, Jesus, for the spaghetti or this triple cheeseburger. Don't thank him for that. He didn't give that to you. Come on, somebody. <laughs> There's got to be more than now I lay me down to sleep. There's got to be more than, Lord, would you please help me these bills? I need some more money. There's got to be more than that. And the disciples in their hunger, they say, Lord, we need you to teach us how to speak to the Father and how to hear from the Father. And so what's the Lord do? He walks them through the model prayer. He's not saying repeat this like a religious nut every single day. He's saying learn from this. Learn from this, our Father. He didn't, notice how he didn't say, that's why I want you to pray, my Father. Jesus says because he's not just mine, he's yours. And I get to come before my father night and day. And he walks him through this prayer. And then what does he immediately say after that? He talks about the friend at the midnight hour. So he said, I'm going to teach you how to pray. And then I want you to do it until you grab a hold of me. Who's going to send their friend away at midnight? Oh, they're tired. They got stuff going on. No, but the one that persists, the door will be open for them. 
Ask, seek, and knock. So he said, I'm going to teach you how to pray, and I want you to not only pray, I want you to pray until. You've got to get an earnest desire and zeal in your spirit that says, I'm not leaving until I hear from him. I'm not leaving until he touches me. I'm not leaving until he changes me. I'm going to get the Jacob's wrestle in my spirit. I'm saying, I'm not letting go until you bless me. I'm not letting go. I want to encourage some of you in the room right now. You've let go, and the Lord says, grab me again. Grab the garment again. Grab a hold of me again. Jesus said, look, Isaiah 59, there's no one that stirs himself up to take a hold of him. Can I tell you, Jesus is waiting for you to stir yourself up and grab a hold of him. Get that Jacob's rustle in you. Who won the battle between Jacob and God? Who won the battle between Jacob and God? God did. So why does it say that Jacob prevailed? The Bible says that Jacob prevailed and he won against God. But we all agree that God won because God wanted him to win, so he still won too. Can I under, this, you know what wrestling God looks like? It looks like the lion and the cub, and the cub bites the lion, and it don't hurt at all, but he starts crying, like, oh, it's really, like, he's teaching him how to fight, right? Like, Lord, the Lord will teach you how to pray by leading you into it, making you wrestle with him until you get the breakthrough. Until you get the breakthrough, until you get the miracle, until you get the voice, until you get the thing that you're asking for and believing for. He says, being confident of this, First John, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we ask anything. So we got to say, Lord, teach me how to pray. He wouldn't, it wouldn't be in the Bible if we didn't have to learn. Somebody like Mark just sounds religious, like we, should all, we all know how to pray. If we did, maybe we'd be doing it more. We've got to take, we got to take real evaluation of our lives and say, does my prayer life look like the relationship I would want to have with my spouse? Are we in that type of communion and dialogue and fellowship? Or am I only coming in the moments I need something from him? I want you to understand he's pulling us in and he's saying, learn from me. Learn from me. Jesus saying, learn from me. You know what Jesus did? He would often separate. Come on, he would often separate. Mark chapter 1, it says this, Jesus retreated, and he was praying, and he came out from prayer, and I think it was Peter, one of the disciples, they came to him, and they said, Jesus, everyone is looking for you. And I wonder if we're in a time, in a society, in a day and age in the church where everybody's looking for Jesus, but nobody's looking in a secret place. Y'all are really quiet. Is this too much? Should I do 10 steps to bless you? Good, because I ain't got it. Come on, somebody. Follow Jesus. There you go. There's your blessing. If we're not careful, if we don't fall in love with this man and learning how to lean into him, you will become like Abraham. You'll become like Abraham, who God had promises for, God had destiny for, God had riches and inheritance and children all in store for him. But, God, but he began to see the things that God was offering more than God himself. Genesis 15, it says this, the Lord appeared to Abraham. I want you to understand he appeared to Abraham and he said, Abraham, I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Come on, if that was for Abraham, how much more so is it for us? God is your shield. You feel uncovered, I release over you. God is your shield. You say that you don't have possessions, I release over you. God is your exceeding reward. He's your exceeding reward. How many of you want the reward of Jesus? How many of you want the reward of Holy Spirit residing on the inside of you? Are we sure? 
Because I found out many of us are just like Abraham in this moment. God appears in power and glory. I'm your reward. You know what Abraham's response was? What will you give me? I just told you what I would give you. Yeah, that's, that's cool, God, but, like, give me some stuff. Have you, ever caught, have you ever been caught up asking for stuff? You ever been caught up asking for the things from God? They're saying, Lord, like, come on, I need stuff. Like, you see all these problems. You see all these things I'm dealing with. I need you to come through and bless me. And Lord saying, I did. I'm here. Can you imagine if a king were to walk into the room and somebody asked the king what you're going to give me? It's going to get their head chopped off. Calm down. I'm not saying God's going to chop your head off. Smile a little bit. When a king walks in, you don't ask for stuff from him first. You give to him first. And when a king walks in the room, when a king walks into your secret place, the first thing you want to do is lift up the king and worship the king and love on the king. You want to know how to grow in prayer? You need to get in a secret place, welcome the king in, and look at him. Marcus, how do I sustain prayer for the rest of my life? Never take your eyes off of him. I want to tell you, Jesus is the most beautiful thing you will ever lay your eyes on. And there's coming a real day where every single one of us are going to stand in front of this man. And I don't know about you, but I want to recognize him when I stand in front of him. And I want him to recognize me. Come on, does anybody pray that? Lord, I want you to recognize me. I want, you to re- I want my voice to sound familiar. I don't want Jesus to just see my physical features and say, okay, I see what he looks like. But say, oh, is that what your voice sounds like? Oh, you got a lower pitch than I expected. Your pitch is a little bit high. You got a southern accent? Wait, you got a British accent and you're from Florida? How'd that work out? He wants to hear us. He wants to hear us. He wants us to release our voice. You've got to get into the secret place and say, Lord, I'm not leaving until I hear from you. And then I can speak to you. God is a great initiator of intimacy. And so when you get in a secret place, when you begin to pray, you've got to sit there and don't start running off at the mouth. Sit here and wait. And he will begin to speak. When the king comes in, the king dictates how things go. Come on. The king dictates how things go. How many of you want to hear God? How many of you want to hear God? Do you believe that that's actually possible? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. The voice of the Lord is loud and clear. You know what the Bible says? The God of glory thunders. Psalm 29. Another psalm says this. God thunders in secret. I wish I had some help this morning. He thunders in secret. What is it saying? It's saying when you get into that secret place, his voice becomes louder and louder and louder. And it will ring through your ears. And it will change the way you look at him, the way you hear from him, and it will wreck everything. It'll wreck everything. You thought you had your cute little plans until the Lord starts speaking. Come on. You had your little 50-year plan. Oh, by this age, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And the Lord say, no, you're actually not going to do that. You're going to sell everything that you have. You're going to go to Africa. Lord, I'm going to be a singer. No, you're not. I got a business in you. Everybody wants to hear God until he tells them something they don't want to hear. Everybody wants to hear God. Listen, we treat God. Oh, my Lord, help me. Lord, help us to not treat God like a parrot that we say things and feed a little cracker so he'll repeat us. Come on. 
What happens if you don't learn how to hear from God? When you don't know a foreign language, what do you do? You do one of two things. You either look it up or you make it up. Come on, you either get on Google, you start typing stuff for the Google Translate, or you'll start making stuff up. You know what she said, girl? Yeah, she said uh, something about the apple pie. No. I know a little. How many of y'all be saying, oh, I know a little bit of Spanish. You don't know no Spanish. Stop playing. Stop playing. You don't know no Spanish. Yo, Kato Taco Bell, don't count. Come on. Listen, I'll be, in a, I'll be in a Spanish prayer set that's happening tomorrow. And listen, it's not, listen, if you don't speak Spanish, you need to be in here. You need to be in here because you're going to get in this room and you're going to feel the presence and power of God. And you'll be like, oh, snap. This thing transcends language barriers. Come on. Prayer is the language of heaven. I'll be getting in this room and I know a little bit of Spanish. Come on, somebody. A little bit more than what I just said. Y'all know. Come on. <laughs> I'll be getting in this room and I'll be understanding a little bit, but I'll be feeling heaven. Oh, I'll be feeling the Holy Spirit. I'll be feeling the power and the presence. And can I be honest with you guys? I've been praying, Lord, give me a divine download. Because I want to hear people worship you in every tongue. Because guess what's going to happen? There's coming a day where he's gathering every nation, tribe, and tongue. And my goal when I get to heaven and he gathers the nations, say, oh, she's speaking in Portuguese. Go ahead, boy. Oh, she's speaking in Spanish. Oh, Russian. Oh, German. I want to hear the praises of God in every language under heaven. And I don't want to make it up. So what do I mean by that is this. If you don't learn how to hear from the Lord, you'll start making up things he's saying. You'll start creating filters. You'll hear somebody talking about them getting a million dollars. And you'll feel the Holy Ghost. Ooh, that's the Lord talking to me. I'm about to get blessed too. And then a year goes later, you're at the same job in the same place. And you're still being lazy and showing up late. You're saying, Lord, where's my money? We need to take the filters off the voice of God. Come on, somebody help me. We need to take the filters. I don't want to hear what, I want to hear what he's saying, not what he's giving. Come on, I want to hear what he's saying. Lord, what are your real words to your people? I don't want you to just give me the cupcakes and the roses. I love the tender, listen, the Bible says he takes me out to the wilderness and he speaks tenderly to me. But can I tell you, there's also moments where he rebukes, he corrects, and he instructs. And we don't want to be people that speak what we feel from our heart. We want to be people that speak what we heard from the Lord and be obedient to what he says. We've got a lot of people that want to be orators but don't want to be obedient. They want to speak, but they don't want to speak what the Lord's saying. And this is, cre- oh my God. This is creating a church that is raising up teachers for itching ears. Come on. You know what Isaiah says? That they were raising up a people that would say, don't give us correction. Prophesy smooth things to us. When you don't learn how to hear from God, you put pressure on preachers of God to say what you want them to say. And then what happens is when they don't say what you want them to say, you go to the next church and the next church. Then nobody's saying what you want to say because God's about to pour out revival. And he's raising up unfiltered men and women of God with power and boldness on their tongue. And can I tell you, as the glory of the Lord and the word of the Lord increases in this day and age, you will either run to the glory or you will run from the glory. Come on. We've got to say, Lord, I will take you at every word, the bitter and the sweet. The bitter and the sweet. I want to hear what he's saying. And there comes a moment where the Lord begins to beautify your prayer life and put gold in your secret place. And there comes a moment where you've got to go from, I went into the secret place, but now I'm going out the secret place. 
Come on, this is what Matthew chapter 10 says. Put that verse up there. Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. And what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. What's the Lord saying? That your secret place isn't just for you to get the feel goods and write in your journal about how much he loves you and then not share the word. It's not, to, it's not to just get your daily dose of Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost dose, little injection in the arm to make it to the next Sunday service. Come on. He's putting and rooting his word in the hearts and in the spirits of his people so that they can go out and preach on the rooftops and shout and cry aloud. He wants you to lift your voice. It's time to activate. It's time to activate your voice. I just feel the Lord saying in this hour, it's like it's, there's no more sideline Christianity. Come on. What did Jesus say? If he's not for me, he's against me. If they don't gather, they'll scatter. So Jesus, listen, not me. Come on, somebody. But the closer and closer we get to God pouring out his spirit in a divine way, there's going to be a thicker and thicker line. And you're not going to be able to play double agent anymore. Come on. You're not going to be able to play double agent anymore. You're not going to be able to sing the songs of worship and sing the songs of Cardi B. Half of y'all like, who is that? You don't want to know. <laughs> you don't want to know. Come on, somebody. And you've got to grab a hold of the word of the Lord. And you've got to preach what the Lord says, what the word says. And he's raising up voices. He's ra Marcus, that's not me. I'm an introvert. You're even better. Many of you are in this room and say, Lord, you can't use me. You've got the Moses syndrome. You're like, Lord, oh, I stutter. I got this. I got this. I got this. And you've got every excuse in the Bible to why God can't use you. And can I tell you, he's going to bypass all of your excuses. And he's going to say, are you going to obey or not? Stop complaining about your coworkers. It's time to pray for them. Stop gossiping about them. It's time to go to the throne room and pull on heaven until he touches them. Stop bragging about your, your lawn and not loving your neighbor and go and read the word to them. Pray over them. It's time. Marcus, this sounds like an evangelism message. Listen, the place of prayer always leads to the going forth. It always leads to the going forth. You've got to pray and you've got to go. If you go but don't pray, you become legalistic. And you get the sign that says repent or you're going to hell. Come on, somebody. But if you pray and don't go, you become lazy. God is looking for people that will stand and rise in this hour and that will shout it from the roof. Well, I'm not the type to stand up and shout. Listen, you're going to have to stand at some point. And it may not be you standing up in the middle of your job and preaching the gospel like that and looking crazy. But some of you, it might be. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all about, about to put in your two weeks notice. You better stand up and preach. They ain't heard nothing about Jesus for the last three years. You've been working there. Better go out on a good note. Come on, somebody. Come on, it's time to lift up our voices. I believe the Lord is raising up the Isaiah 40 voices, voices in the wilderness. Marcus, where's the wilderness? We ain't got no forest around here. The world is the wilderness. Come on, somebody. I don't know if you've looked around this world lately. It is a wilderness. It's wild out there. Lord's looking. Listen, the Lord is raising up wild ones for a wild world. He's raising up the wild ones, the ones that don't care what they look like, the ones that don't care what they sound like, the ones that are going to scare some people off. Listen, can I tell you the, the very ones that we are scared of, God is raising up in this hour. 
And we can sit here and be cute, but the Lord is raising up people that are going down to Ybor City and they're loving on the LGBTQ. If I hope I said that right. They're loving on that community. They're reaching out to the drug addicts. They're reaching out to the alcoholics and they're bringing power, glory, and freedom because they're not scared of nobody. Yeah, I said a scared. Come on, somebody, because some of y'all are scared. He's raising up the wild ones. I don't want to look like everybody else. I don't want to sound like everybody else. I don't want to be an echo of what my favorite YouTube prophet says. Come on, because many, listen, y'all got that YouTube prophet theology. Well, the only Bible you know is what they say when they prophesy and with what they load cash app. Prophet, prophetic word time, cash app at this, this, this. Come on. God is raising up the wild ones that are going to bring the spirit of conviction, that are going to bring the words of repentance, that are going to bring by the... T what, did the what, what did the Bible say that John was? We look at him as a wild, crazy man, which he is. Come on. But the Bible says that by the tender mercies of God, John would lead the way for the coming of the Lord. I want you to understand, it's not about repent, repent, you're terrible, you're this, you're this. It's about there's a real God coming, we need to prepare now forerunner spirits pastor Gio was just talking about a couple of weeks ago those that go before the coming of the lord does anybody feel like that's me i want to be a voice in the wilderness i want to be a voice amongst my friends my families the people that don't like me the people that ridicule me listen if there's if you got some haters those are the first ones i need to hear this word they're the first ones that need the words to eternal life <sighs> The Lord's releasing the muzzle off the lions of the church. He's breaking the muzzles. He's breaking the silence. And he's putting the word of the Lord on their lips. And they're saying, Isaiah 58, I will cry out and spare not. And spare not. And I will lift up my voice like a trumpet. Like a trumpet. Come on. They will lift up their voices like a trumpet. You know what cry out, spare not means? It means I'm not holding anything in. I don't want to be politically correct. Come on. I don't want to be politically. I felt that, man, there was a shift there. Y'all didn't like that. I don't want to be politically correct. There is a real heaven and a real hell. Come on. There is a real Jesus on the throne. And the Bible says he's going to judge the world in righteousness. There's a real day coming. I'm not shying away from that because people don't like it. Well, Marcus, what if we offend people? I'd rather offend you into heaven than comfort you into hell. Come on. You know what Jesus said? I came not to bring peace, but a sword. Listen, we're entering into a day and age where Jesus is cutting off all the dead branches. All the dead branches. This is his words. It's not mine. That if it's not bearing fruit, it's getting chopped down. And the Lord's saying, listen, you better get some oil. You better get some Matthew 25 oil. You better get in my presence. You better get some eternal water bubbling up into eternal life in you so that you can produce something in this hour. The Lord is, listen, he's cutting down off the dead branches. The dead areas in your life cannot survive anymore. It's, it, look, the time is over. The games, are, listen, it's not time to play no more. It's time to get before him in prayer and say what he's saying and press in and know how to stay there. How many of you remember about a month ago when the Lord started pouring out his spirit in a powerful way and we were here for like five, six days? What happened? What happened? I'm not saying we did anything wrong. I'm asking, what did you do with that week? 
What did you do with that week when we were in here on a Monday for about 14 hours? What did you do? What did you do after that Tuesday when the Lord brought freedom? What did you do after that Wednesday when the Lord brought deliverance and joy? And we literally had a joy tunnel over there and people getting depression broken off of them. What did you do after that 24-hour burn where people were literally just reading the Bible and others are in the back getting delivered? What did, what are you, what did you do with that? Now, I want to ask you, we've got to take a hold of the moments that the Lord pours out on us. Because it's not just for then, it's for now. And it's not just for now, it's for then. Where are you taking what he's deposited in you? It's time to rise. It's time to lift your voice. Listen, I want to preach the gospel, not politics. Can I be real? Don't say it and get mad. Can I be real? 2024 is coming up and some of y'all better get rid of your political demons now come on y'all don't post nothing but cat pictures you don't share no bible verses but the moment it's time for election day come on the moment it's time to talk blue or red or whatever the colors are is that the colors praise the lord elephant and what no. i follow the lamb come on How many say, I want to be a voice? I want to be a voice in the wilderness. Come on, let's just pray for a few moments here. I'm almost done. Lord, raise me up. Come on, don't wait for me to pray. You said you want to be a voice. You better activate it now. Lord, raise me up. Lord, I'm tired of singing all the songs that the world is singing. I'm tired of saying all the words the world is saying. I want my tongue to be pierced with fire. I want my tongue to be clean, to be pure. I want to be able to approach your throne, hear your words. Lord, would you take the coal, the Isaiah 6 coal from heaven, and purge and cleanse and purify our lips. Come on, I feel the Isaiah 6 cleansing, sending mantle. That the Lord is taking your voice and he's purging it and he's cleansing it. And what's the result? What happens in Isaiah 6 after the cleansing? Who will go for us? Who can we say? Here I am. Is there anybody in this room that will say, here I am? Here I am. Send me, Lord. Send me. Some of you need to get selfish. Don't send the person next to me. Send me. I want it more. It ain't selfish. It's hungry. Come on, somebody. He's looking for hunger. He's looking for thirst. He's looking for desire. He's not, listen, there's no more bench warmers in the church anymore. There's no more bench warmers. You got to get in the game. Come on, tuck your jersey in, get your mouth guarded, and it's time to wrestle. Come on. It's time to pull down strongholds. It's time to cast out demons. It's time to usher in deliverance. It's time to see freedom. It's time for healing to come. Come on. The Bible says these signs will follow those who believe. They will cast out demons. They will pray for the sick and they will recover. Can I tell you, if you are really about this life, you don't follow signs. Signs follow you. Some of you, I just want to release this over you. You have to start leaving the door open when you walk in so the signs can come in. Some of you are going to have to leave that door open a little bit more when you walk into work because the wonders got to come in after you. Come on, some of you got to make it. You need to add another chair to your cubicle so the miracles can sit next to you. Just start dishing them out like candy. Does anybody believe God actually wants to do that? Listen, I'm tired of cute church services. I love what the Lord's doing here. His power is glory. All that stuff is here. But if this don't go nowhere, it's a waste of time. I got, listen, I got better things to do than show up on a Sunday morning, sing a couple of songs, and not live my life any different. 
I've got better things to do. I told the Lord when I got saved, I said, Lord, I'm either giving you everything or I'm giving you nothing. Like, I'm not playing the game. I'm not doing, listen, my wife, I feel so bad for her, but I'm glad, I bet she's glad now. She just prayed. She said, Lord, would you just, just let him go to church, Lord. That's all I need. Just let him go to church and be a good little Christian. I ain't a good little Christian. I'm a firebrand. And the Lord is raising up. Come on. He's raising up the firebrands in this hour that will pray and that will cry aloud. Listen, you say, Marcus, I don't got to be loud. You know how loud the world is? I'm not letting them out shout me. I'm not letting them out praise me. I'm not doing it. As loud as the world can be for their sin, I'm going to be even louder about the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to be even louder. Take the muzzle off. Stop trying to be politically correct. Stop trying to have all the right words to say. What did Jesus say? They're going to bring you before, and Holy Spirit is going to give you the words to say. This is a beautiful thing about Romans chapter 8. In your weakness. Come on. It's in your weakness that he helps you. You say, Marcus, it's so, it's, I, have a, I have a hard time praying. Maybe because you're too strong. Come on, and the Lord wants to weaken us. He said, He help, Holy Spirit, he helps me in my weakness. Lord, I don't want to be the strongest, the toughest, the best looking. I want to be the weakest, the most humble, the one that goes the lowest, the one that ain't all high maintenance. I don't want to be a, a, a spiritual diva that needs everybody to bend to my preferences. Come on. I want to be the one that said, I became all things to all men that by all means some might be saved. Come on. The time, listen, voices of conviction are rising up. Voices in the wilderness are rising up, and they're not going to be cute, and they're not going to rhyme with everything that they say, and they're not going to have the best dress, they're not going to have the best attire, and they may have a little bit of stutter on them. But can I say, the Lord is anointing the lips of his people, and he is transforming your little wet pink tongue into a literal sword, and it's going to pierce. Marcus, pierce sounds a little bit hard. Mo, it's going to cut. Oh, Marcus, cut sounds a little bit hard. What happened when Peter preached the gospel? It says they were cut to heart, and they said, what must we do to be saved this word will cut come on it cuts the dry branches it separates soul and spirit and it cuts the heart until the blood of jesus gets in <sighs> come on come on lift your voice like a trumpet trumpets are loud they're abrasive and what do they what do what do trumpets do they make the sound what does the horn do it releases a sound for war and for victory marcus is it really all it was really all that much yes i'm declaring war on the enemy in this region Come on. I'm declaring war on the spears that are trying to affect my children. I'm declaring war on the spears that are leaving God's people bound, addicted, and sick, and bent over. I'm declaring war. Listen, anytime I preach, anytime I pray, I've got two objectives. I'm going to exalt the Lord as high as I can, and I'm going to kick every devil in the mouth within a 30-mile radius. Come on. I'm going to start wearing cleats to church. How many of you believe he's under your feet? What's the Bible say? Heaven is God's throne. Earth is God's footstool. That the prince of this age, the current king of the world, so-so, he is nothing more than a footstool for the Lord. And guess what? Your physical body is here. But what's the word say? We're seated in heavenly places. Every time the enemy starts messing with you, you need to just kick back, recline, and put your Nikes on his head. Come on, somebody. Don't you think he's scary with the two horns? That's where I put my feet. It's a good resting place. Come on.
I'm declaring war. I'm not playing around no more. Listen, the enemy is coming for our children. They're coming for, he's coming for marriages. He's coming for families. He's coming for health. He's coming for prosperity. He's coming for our peace. He comes to kill, steal, destroy. You're not doing it on my watch. It's not happening. As I exalt the Lord Jesus, I'm going to step into warfare, and I'm letting the enemy know you can't have place in my family anymore. Matter of fact, every demon in my house, you got to go now. Any open doors in my house, it's got to go now. You got to get rid of the idols. Marcus, I ain't got no idols or no statues. Maybe that TV is your idol. Come on, maybe that Xbox, that PlayStation, that Netflix, that Hulu, that YouTube premium. Some of us need to get delivered. Come on. Oh. Somebody need, some of us need to get delivered from the demon of autoplay next on YouTube. I'm going to watch one more, then I'm going to go pray. I'm going to watch one more, then I'm going to call that person the Lord put on my heart. Oh, the next song came on, the next video came on, I guess I'll do it next hour. The time is now. Come on, say it. The time is now. Come on, stand to your feet. Come on, man. The time is now. The time is now. And in the name of Jesus, every person's voice that has been silent or has been silenced in this last season, we break the power of the enemy off of you now in Jesus' name. We break the power of the muzzle, the demonic muzzle that has been on the mouth of the children of God. We say, broken in Jesus' name, God, would you raise up an Isaiah 58 people that will cry out, cry aloud, and spare not. Come on. Come on, raise your hand. Let's just begin to pray. Say, Lord, make me a voice. Come on. Lord, I want to find me in the secret place. I want to hear your voice. I want to love you, and I want to be loved by you. And out of the place of intimacy, I'm going to step into authority. Oh. Come on. Come on. Let's just stir this thing up right now. We're going to ask the Lord to activate our voices in this moment. Come on, the Lord is making trumpets out of you today. The Lord is raising up the wild ones. Those of you that have been afraid because you don't want to, I feel this. You've been afraid to, I don't know who this is for. You've been afraid to release the word because of your family members. That it's just like you guys are cool, but just don't talk about the Jesus thing and things will be fine between us. He's breaking that now in Jesus' name. He's breaking, I break the fear of man off of you right now in the name of Jesus. I break the fear of the opinions of others. We just break the idol worship of man's opinions right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up, Lord, make me a voice. If you don't know what to pray, just pray in the spirit. If you don't know how to pray in the spirit, Jesus, make me a voice. Come on, he's unlocking. Unlock in Jesus' name. Break the deafness and the muteness off of your church. Break it right now in Jesus' name. Break off the mute spirit. The mute spirit, it leaves now in Jesus' name. Oh, shit, I woke up Marcus, what's your altar call? We're already in it. We're already in it. Come on, Lord, make me a voice. Make me a voice. Come on. you. Oh, some of you, you can feel this. You say, I've been a voice for the enemy for far too long. I, listen, I don't know about you. I spent 23 years serving the devil, and I'm going to give the rest of my life to getting 10 times back what I sold into the kingdom of darkness for the kingdom of heaven. Come on. If you say, Lord, make me a voice, just come down to the altar. Let's pray for you. Come on. If you say, Lord, I want to be a voice in this generation. If you say, I don't want to be a voice, you really need to get down here. Come on, somebody. Oh, shit. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Come on. 
Come on, it's getting quiet in here. It's getting quiet in here. Come on, this is the part. We got to learn how to stretch our capacity. You don't pray with your human energy. You pray by the Spirit. Come on, this is what it means to pray in the Spirit. It doesn't mean praying in tongues for 24 hours. It means your spirit man bursting forth. Come on, your spirit man bursting forth in hunger and thirst and desire. Oh, Lord, we just ask in Jesus' name, let the lion of the tribe of Judah roar over his people and release the lions of the kingdom of heaven in Jesus' name. I just release Joel chapter 3. The Lord will roar from Zion. The Lord will roar from Zion in Jesus' name. Roar! 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 Oh! Voices in the wilderness. In the wilderness. In the wilderness. Raise up the wild ones, Lord. I don't care about the opinions of the world. I don't care about the opinions of my friends. They didn't save me. They didn't heal me. They didn't deliver me. Lord, I'm looking at the one who has set me free. Lord, would you set free my tongue in Jesus' name. Oh, come on, press in, press in. Lord, we're not asking for a few moments where we're just loud for no reason. Lord, we're asking for a marking. We're asking for an eternal marking. Oh, Lord, we say we want to yearn and we want to burn. Lord, would you release the spirit of burning all over the room in Jesus' name? Uh, come on. Come on. Come on, press until you get it. Press until you get it. Lord, I'm not leaving until you touch me. Lord, I'm not leaving until you speak to me. Lord, I'm not leaving until I hear you, I sense you, and I'm not leaving without you. I'm leaving changed and different. I'm leaving on fire. I'm leaving all the way in. I'm leaving all the way for you. I'm for you and not against you, Lord. Oh, Yeah. Come on, don't get quiet now. We're pressing in today. We're pressing in today. Lord, make me a voice. Lord, I ask that you would put every face of every person that needs to hear the word of the Lord. Lord, bring them to our minds right now. Let family members come to mind right now in Jesus' name. Let friends come to mind now in Jesus' name. Let our enemies, let our enemies come to mind now in Jesus' name. Lord, release the prophetic voices. Release the prophetic voices. Those that will declare the prophetic voices.
would you raise up the musicians in Jesus' name? Raise up the musicians, the singers and the rappers, Lord.
feel like the Lord wants to mark the youth and the children right now. So if there are any children or youth in the room, could you come forward? Adelaide, Heidi, Zoe, you guys can come forward. And can I get some of our seasoned, some of our older, our white-haired, gray-haired family? I just, I feel so strongly about cross-generational ministry of fathers and mothers rising up. And can you guys just come surround this generation?
us. Ask, and we will do what we can to support you. In Jesus' name. Just all over the room, let's just stretch our hands towards the young people. If you see young people around you, put a hand on them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for every prayer that's been prayed over this generation. And we come behind them, Lord, and we say, let our ceiling be their floor. And Lord, would you raise up the Jeremiah's, the ones that you have ordained from their mother's womb. When they say, that, oh, I'm too young. No, we say, you are not too young. You are not too young. You are at the right age. And we say, you are not the leaders of tomorrow. Lord, you are raising up the leaders of today and now. Lord, when they try to hold in the word, we ask that it will be like a fire shut up in their bones. And they will grow weary of holding name. Boldness in Jesus' name.
Just say prepare the way. The way for what?
session set. I just want to be amazing. We love you guys so much.